Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Fourth and Inches Show with Jana and the Sherpa. Uh, obviously, I'm not the Sherpa. Sherpa is on a bye this week. Uh, in actuality, he had some family uh, matters he had to tend to, so it's just going to be a Jana hour this week. So, obviously, Sherpa, not a start this week. He's going to be a sit since he's on the bye and his Giants are terrible, which I can say because he's not here to play back. I, however, am a great fantasy start this week because I'm doing this whole hour on my own, which you all are welcome for. Um, but obviously, going to be about the same this week. We're going to be looking at all of the Week 7 matchups, who to start, who to sit, uh, talking about injuries and some of the headlines from the week. If you want to get a hold of the show, feel free to do that. We're going to be here until 11.30 Eastern Time. We're an hour behind tonight, but everything's going to be okay. Uh, you can always call us at 347-989-8088. That's 347-989-8088. You can always tweet us at the number 4THN Inches Show or at Fantasy underscore Sherpa or JKIM16. That's how you'll find us on Twitter all week long. You can also email us at the number 4THNInchesShow at gmail.com. That's the number 4THNInchesShow at gmail.com. You can find us at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page on Facebook and at FantasyFootballSherpa.com, as well as the chat room on Blog Talk Radio, which is always open for you. And like I said, even though we're only here for an hour with you during the week, you can find us all week long. We're happy to answer your questions, talk football, whatever works for you. We're always here for you. So let's, uh, real quick, a couple of big injuries this week. Not only did the Giants get pummeled by the Eagles on national television, but they also lost Victor Cruz for the season. Um, We saw a bunch of offensive linemen go down. And we also saw Steven Ridley's done for the year, it looks like, with a knee injury in New England, which means that Shane Vereen now is the winner in the clubhouse for the moment until Belichick, you know, decides he's going to sign another running back the way he does tight ends and play them. So for this week, at least, Shane Marine's probably a good start. But we'll get to that in just a minute. Uh, I just want to talk about a uh, an interesting headline from the week. Um, not really fantasy-related, but still interesting, at least to me. And since I'm the only one here, we're going to talk about it. Aaron Rodgers was asked about the NFL having cameras and mics on the field and how he feels about it. And he is feeling like there are too many cameras, too many microphones, that the game has become almost too open to consumers. Not that it's necessarily a bad thing, but it's just a little overdone in that he got hit in the head by a camera guy trying to wedge his way into a huddle a couple of weeks ago. That's not great. I can understand his frustration there. And his point being that um, really uh, they weren't going to get anything out of it. There's a lot of swearing in those. Very rarely is it going to be PG enough that it can be shown anywhere. Um, But I think he's got a good point in that there's just a lot of extra bodies on the field. He was talking about how at the end of games, you know, you're just trying to go say what's up to your bro that you played with at Cal on the opposite team. But you can't make your way through all the camera guys and the equipment and all this ancillary parts out there. Now, even as a fan just watching the game, I mean, I don't think I need to be involved in every conversation. I don't need to see, you know, the third-string defensive lineman hanging out by the water cooler on the sidelines. Like, it's cool to have that much access, 
But at the same time, I like there to be a little mystery in my in my sports. Like I want there to be some strategy that I'm not privy to. I'm not on the payroll. I don't need to see the same pictures that Tom Brady's looking at after a play. I just want to know he's looking at them. I can be, you know, my camera angle can be somewhere else. It doesn't need to be like that. Um, but that, I, I mean, I, I guess I'm in the minority here because we seem to so readily consume all of these mic'd up shows and these different, you know, NFL films, things that are put together, which I'm a big fan of. I was as a kid especially. Um, but I don't know if I need 13 microphones and, 78 cameras when we've got $50,000 cameras on wires that probably could get the same angle as a guy down on the field. Do we really need to have that many extra people and things moving around? Like there's enough going on as it is. You got 53 guys on each on each sideline plus trainers plus the home team's got their practice squad guys there. You know, cheerleaders, this and that and executives and PR people and whatever else. It's a lot. Maybe we could dial it back a little bit. I think I'm on Aaron Rodgers' side with this. I'd be interested to see what you guys think as well. So feel free to uh, tweet us, us up on Facebook, all that good stuff. And um, just let me know what you think. So on that note, we'll dive right in. Let's start with uh, the fact that we've got two teams on buys this week. <laughs> Number one, Philadelphia, which probably is going to impact your fantasy team. You're not going to have LaShawn McCoy, who seems to have finally realized he's a running back and it'd be good to run for more than 19 yards. Um, you're going to be missing out on Nick Foles, Jeremy Macklin, any of, you know, Zach Ertz or any of the assorted tight ends that are there, maybe a couple of flex wide receivers. So we're going to fill some gaps for you here tonight. Don't worry about that. Uh, I know Chip Kelly had a press conference this week apologizing to reporters that, oh, sorry, we didn't give anything to complain about over the bye week. I'm sure they'll find something. Don't worry, Chip. And then your other team on a bye this week is Tampa Bay, which maybe isn't going to impact your fantasy team quite that much. Uh, we've seen some some signs of life. Mike Lennon's been – he puts up good fantasy numbers. He just can't win a game. He doesn't really have the support system there or the offensive line. Um, Lewis Murphy and a couple of other guys have had, you know, okay showings. But um, – Really, I don't think you're going to be too hard-pressed to fill any Tampa Bay gaps because they were probably filling guys for you anyway. On the off-chance you're in a super deep league, again, we'll tell you who you can pick up this week. It'll be all right. We'll get you through this. So to jump right into the games, we've got our Thursday night rivalry uh, rivalry game, as we do every week. And this week, I think, is going to go back to the tradition of it being a colossal blowout on Thursday night. We've got the Jets visiting New England. The Jets are making more headlines for things that their quarterbacks are saying to the media versus things that are actually happening on the field. This week, Geno Smith went on a nice little tirade about how the media is making him look bad, which is pretty much the last resort for a quarterback about to lose his job. Uh, previously, Michael Vick had been saying, oops, my bad, I wasn't really ready to go into that San Diego game. Guess you guys could tell. Maybe we could do a little bit of preparation, some film study, anything, Michael Vick. Just pretend you're still a football player here. And then we have New England, who is trying to reassert its dominance after having a couple of uh, rough starts and rough games but I think they're back on the right track. I think New England's going to win this handily. I think it's going to be by two touchdowns. Uh, they're at home, This, which might actually work in the Jets' favor because they 
they're more accustomed to being booed on the on the road than in their own stadium, which is pretty commonplace now. But I still don't think that the Geno Smith-led Jets have much of a chance against New England here. Um, so for the Jets, fantasy-wise, Geno Smith is really only a second quarterback option. Uh, I think there's a possibility that he will not play this entire game. We shall see. Uh, <laughs> Chris Ivory probably is your best bet as far as fantasy points go from this offense. Uh, I think he may be able to break free a little bit, but the only way the run game is going to work is if the pass game's there to keep it honest, and I don't know how effective that will be. I'm willing to start Eric Decker, not obviously as my only wide receiver. I think he's more of a two or a three, but I think that he's a little healthier now. He's got a little bit of of rapport with Geno as much as anybody can, and I think he's an okay safety net start for you this week. I think tight end Jason Morrow is an interesting start. He's kind of borderline, you know, top 12 in that upper tier of tight ends for me this week. Uh, but he's, you know, he he could be a waiver wire pick for you. He's somebody who's probably out there in a lot of leagues. I just, uh, somebody's got to catch the ball. Somebody's got to get some receptions and score a few points. I think Amaro's got as good of a chance as anybody. But I think the real point getters are going to be on the other offense, the other side of the ball here. That is New England. I think, like we mentioned, uh, Stephen Ridley is done for the year with a knee injury, so you're going to see Shane Vereen getting the bulk of the carries this week. Go ahead and start him. Obviously start Tom Brady. I know some of you guys dropped him earlier thanks to ESPN, poisoning everybody's mind. For those of you who are smart and listen to us, listen, start him. If somebody else dropped him, go pick him up. He's going to be fine. Tom Brady wasn't the Tom Brady you expected the first few weeks. That's okay. He'll bounce back. He's still going to get you points. This is going to be a good week for it. I would start Julian Edelman. I'm definitely going to start tight end Rob Gronkowski. I'm starting the defense here. Um, And I didn't actually mention kickers for either team, but I'm starting the New England kicker, Steven Goskowski, and I'm staying away from just kickers. There's not going to be enough there at all. But like I said, this is going to be a – Uh, Pretty heavy on New England here, so take that for what you will. Definitely the New England defense is going to be a good start this week. Let's move on to the Sunday games, as I like to call them the morning games. Sherpa would like to say the early games, so in honor of his bye week, we'll call them the early games. First up, we've got Miami at Chicago. This is a game that I want to be excited about. I like Miami a lot. I just don't really feel like this is going to be as evenly matched as maybe it could have been in maybe last year even. Um, no, Sean Moreno's done for the year for Miami. It wasn't a good week for running backs last week. But um, I just think I think Chicago probably wins this by a touchdown, maybe 10 points. They're at home. They need to bounce back and kind of have a statement win here. Uh, the wide receivers, Brandon Marshall and Alshon Jeffrey, are getting much closer to healthy than they have been. Miami, on the other hand, is getting a little less healthy. So I think Chicago probably wins this pretty handily. So far, we're going all home teams in the first two games. As far as Miami's fantasy value goes, Ryan Tannehill's more a second quarterback option for me. I'm going to say start Lamar Miller this week. I'm not a huge fan of him, but someone really has to play running back for this team, and it's not no Sean Marino anymore. So Lamar Miller is just going to get an audition. We're going to see what he can do, whether or not it's going to be enough to keep him on your fantasy team for the rest of the year. I don't know. But this week, 
it's going to be worth it with the touches. Start Mike Wallace. Uh, I like Jarvis Landry as well. Uh, I'm okay with starting the defense. I don't know if this will be a super high-scoring game, but I think there there's going to be some points on either side of the ball. Say no to the kicker. Uh, I normally like to start Brian Hartline as a flex. I don't know if there's going to be enough for him this week. So let's look at the Chicago side of things. <laughs> and Jay Cutler, I think you have to start this week. Um, he's he's kind of been a little more stable this week. There were one or two hiccups along the way. But this season overall, we've seen a little bit more consistent version of him. So I'm going to go ahead and start him this week. Definitely starting Matt Forte. I'm going to start Brandon Marshall and Alshon Jeffrey. I know Jeffrey's not quite as healthy, but his ceiling compared to other wide receivers, I think, is probably going to make him worth a start. If you were more comfortable throwing him in your flex spot, that's fine. But I think you're going to get some value out of him. Start tight end Martellus Bennett. Start the defense. And I'm going to say probably no to kicker Robbie Gould this week. It's just not going to be a lot of field goals. He's going to kick a couple extra points, and that's going to be the end of it. So we're going to stay away from him. There are going to be better matchups for you later in the show. Uh, Actually, coming up in the next game, New Orleans and Detroit. This, I think, could be interesting. New Orleans definitely having a bit of a down year this year. Detroit is kind of standard for Detroit. One week they're up, one week they're down. I never really know what to make of this team. Every time I start to get excited about them, they go and they lose in horrible fashion. So I'm going to say New Orleans is going to take this. They need a win desperately. Uh, a nice little road win would probably do some some good for their confidence. But that being said, I like Drew Brees more as a second quarterback option. I'm not pinning all my team's hopes and dreams on him this week. I just don't think it's going to be worth it. I don't. I'm not ready to do that. There are much better options. We will get to those later. Um, Mark Ingram and Pierre Thomas. I'm going to start both of them. I think that we've seen this offense is still trying to find itself, and obviously they're not afraid to go with the hot hand. Who it's going to be? I'm not sure. I think Mark Ingram's probably going to give you more value, but Pierre Thomas is definitely going to be uh, a second or third running back or a nice flex option for you. Reggie Bush, even, if you're in a deeper league or you're just trying to steal some points out of your flex spot, I like him as a flex option. But like I said, that's more in a deeper league side of things. Star Marquise Colston um, and tight end Jimmy Graham still a little little worse for the wear. We're going to see what happens with him. If he plays, I think you go ahead and probably start him just because, like I said, his ceiling higher than a lot of other guys. But I'm a little more on the fence with that than usual. Um, and I'm saying no to the defense here for New Orleans. I just think that between them and Detroit, things may get a little squirrely. I'm not ready to go ahead and do that, and I'm staying away from the kicker as well. Until New Orleans proves to me that they can be a little more functional than I've seen, I'm acting cautiously. For Detroit, a lot of the same. Matt Stafford, more a second quarterback option for me. I'm going to start Joyke Bell. Starting Calvin Johnson, who it looks like he's going to play this week, I find it very hard to believe he's going to miss two weeks in a row. Yeah, he's got a bad leg, but again, his ceiling even hurt. We've seen what he can do. I'm still going to put him in my lineup. With that being said, I'm still okay starting Golden Tate and Brandon Cooks. We're not going to see, you know, a 200-yard game out of Calvin Johnson, but he's he's going to get in the end zone. And I'm not starting the Detroit defense either for the very same reason. Not going to be super high scoring, but each team's going to put up some points. 
And I would like to say that I am going to start kicker Matt Prater this week. Uh, you may think, Matt Prater? Denver? No, he's on the, on Detroit now. Again, Alex Henry is terrible. He got jettisoned out of town. Matt Prater experience is here. I'm going to go with that. I think they're going to need him at home to try to try to make a comeback, but I just don't think they're going to have enough against New Orleans this week. Moving right along. We're going to look at Carolina at Green Bay. This, uh, this game I just don't think is going to be super close. Green Bay, granted, has let people hang around a little bit this year. Uh, they got off to a rough start, but things have looked a lot more solid lately. Carolina, a bit up and down. They really should have been a little more dominant last week. I felt like we didn't see maybe what we needed to out of that offense. And Cam Newton, obviously, had a slow start. He missed the first week. He was hurt. But I think that he's starting to find his form. Even against the Green Bay defense, I'm still going to start Cam Newton this week. Uh, I think they probably lose by 10 or less points, but they're still going to lose to Green Bay. I just don't see this Carolina team going into Lambeau and beating Green Bay after just the last couple of weeks of what we've seen this offense be able to do. I mean, Aaron Rodgers pulled a, a rabbit out of his hat last week to win that game. I think they're going to keep rolling on that high, and it's just it's not going to be great for Carolina. But I am going to start Cam Newton. Jonathan Stewart is the healthiest running back, which doesn't say much. He's more of a flex option for me. I don't think he should be one of your running back slots unless you're really desperate. I just that that situation's just not good. Kelvin Benjamin, I'm okay starting him at wide receiver. Maybe if you're in a deep league, Jericho Cotri could be an interesting flex option for you. Beyond that, I'm out on Carolina. I don't want to see any part of Tenant Greg Olson, the defense, kicker, and none of the other receivers. It's just there's not going to be enough there for you, not this week. Fantasy-wise for Green Bay, on the other hand, it's a little more positive, I think it's safe to say. Start Aaron Rodgers, start Eddie Lacy, start Jordy Nelson, start Randall Cobb, start the defense. I'm not sold on their tight end situation yet. I tell you this every week. I'm staying away from it. Um, and kicker Mason Crosby, I'm going to say no to this week. I think you're going to see more touchdowns than anything else. Um, I just – I'm going to say no on Mason Crosby. I may change my mind on Graham Cano, the Carolina kicker, but I'm really on the fence about that. Um, but either way, it's going to be the Green Bay Green Bay show here in Lambeau. It's – I'm sorry, Carolina. I just don't think this is your year. I don't think you're going to get together. So as we keep cruising through these morning games, a.k.a. early afternoon games, Cleveland at Jacksonville, another game I'm not super excited to watch. Cleveland, a happy surprise. Really excited to see them doing some things well. Also very excited to not see Johnny Manziel being the dominant conversation topic here. Granted, we're still talking about it more than I'd like, but still. Jacksonville, on the other hand, things are just not really getting better. Um, Blake Bortles, it's great. You know, you kind of got the hometown guy there, home state guy. Uh, You have a couple of decent receivers. You have a not bad team, but they're very young, they're very inexperienced, and they just don't have a rhythm yet. So I think Cleveland probably is going to come out victorious here. If Jacksonville breaks the 20-point mark, I'll be proud of them. It's just not going to be an easy week for them. Cleveland, though, worth noting, center Alex Mack broke his leg. He's out for the season. That may impact how things go. 
protection-wise for Brian Hoyer. Regardless, I'm going to start Brian Hoyer. I'm going to start Ben Tate and Isaiah Crowell. Start Miles Austin, who's having a nice little resurgence, and Andrew Hawkins. Uh, I'm going to start tight end Jordan Cameron. I'm going to start the defense. I'm going to start kicker Billy Cundiff. Pretty much, if you're playing for Cleveland this week, it's going to be a good week, which unfortunately is sort of the norm when we're talking about Jacksonville. Other side of the coin, Jacksonville, not a lot here to get excited about. Blake Bortles, a second quarterback option. You can start Cecil Shorts. That's really the only guy you can really absolutely safely start here. Allen Robinson could be an interesting deeper flex option. Stay away from everybody else. Clay Harbor, hands a stone tight end. Uh, the defense, the kicker, any of your other receivers, I just, there's not, it's not going to be a good day. It's just not, maybe next year, Jacksonville. I would like to see that team start to do better, but it's not their year right now. Let's look at a matchup that last year wasn't that exciting, in years past has been amazing. I think it may be better this week. Atlanta at Baltimore. Obviously, last year, Atlanta had some struggles. They were terrible. And in years past, this has been one of my favorite uh, rivalries, if you will, to watch. I've really enjoyed these games. I'm excited for this week's version. I think it's going to be a little closer to what we've known before. So that being said, Matt Ryan looked bad last week. His offensive line is a mess right now, and I think that is going to be the reason they lose this game. Baltimore, on paper, shouldn't win it. Their run game, obviously they're without Ray Rice. That's not a good sign, but they're making it work. Joe Flacco looked incredible last week. Uh, he threw a gazillion touchdown passes. That's that's an accurate number, a gazillion. And I think that this week they're going to keep the momentum rolling. I just think the offensive line is kind of the Achilles heel for this Atlanta team right now. So I'm taking Baltimore by four points. We're going to keep it close. Like I said, this is always – one of those down-and-dirty rivalries, much like the NFC East, where guys just want to come out and kill each other. Fantasy-wise for Atlanta, Matt Ryan is more a second quarterback option because of the aforementioned offensive line woes. Nothing wrong with his arm, more like the time he has to throw the ball. Start Steven Jackson, though. Antoine Smith could be an interesting flex play for you. Julio Jones and Roddy White, I'm comfortable starting both of them. Uh, say no to the defense. Say no to the kicker not playing any of these games here. I don't want to start the tight ends. I just don't think there's going to be enough. I think this is going to have to be either Julio Jones or Roddy White is left without double coverage and they're going to get thrown to, or you're going to see a lot of the run game this week. A lot of that's going to be that Matt Ryan's got to get the ball out of his hand faster. I apparently can't speak anymore. That bodes well for the rest of the show. <laughs> Baltimore. Start Joe Flacco. Uh, I know there are a lot of people who are really upset they maybe didn't start him last week because uh, they didn't listen to us, but Joe Flacco probably needs to be started this week. I like starting Justin Forsett. He's going to be better than the two running backs, obviously, but Bernard Pierce is going to have value for you. I'm going to start Steve Smith and uh, Tori Smith. Anybody named Smith here on this lineup, I'm good with starting. Um, and I'm going to start kicker Justin Tucker, but I'm staying away from the defense more so because I think Atlanta has the ability to put points up here than just you're going to have better matchups. This is going to be a, a higher scoring game than some, so stay away from the defense here. That's pretty much all I have to say about that one. 
Let's go to Minnesota and Buffalo. This is going to be a more evenly matched game, but kind of for the wrong reasons. <laughs> um, Teddy Bridgewater, we were excited about him coming back from injury, thought things were going to be better for him. It wasn't great. I think against Buffalo he's going to have a little more success, but still more of a second quarterback option for me. I just, I think you can flip a coin on this game. I'm going to go Buffalo, but by three points. I think they're, both teams have a lot of kinks they need to work out. I think it's probably a nice way we could put this. <laughs> so, Teddy Bridgewater, more second quarterback option for me. Jarek McKinnon, I think, is going to get more of the touches at running back here. Matt Asiata is more of a flex play. It's just, they seem to be transitioning here from running backs, and we'll see how that goes. I will start uh, Greg Jennings and Jarius Wright. Cordell Patterson, more of a flex option, as a Sherpa was bemoaning last week. Cordell Patterson really kind of came on strong at the start of the season and the end of last year and just has been pretty feast or famine since then, more so famine than feast, unfortunately. So we're going to relegate him to a flex option here, uh, staying away from the tight ends, from the defense. Mm, I am going to start kicker Blair Walsh. The Blair Walsh project is kind of right on the edge of my top 12 here, but I'm going to go with him. I think the kickers could could be busy in this game. I think so. But Buffalo, Kyle Warren, I like the Buffalo offense run better under Kyle Warren, but it's still not very pretty. So Kyle Warren's more a second quarterback option for me. Start Fred Jackson. C.J. Spiller is more of a flex option. I'm going to start Sammy Watkins, but I'm staying away from the rest. Scott Chandler surprised the world last week, had himself a nice game. I don't know if we're going to see that again this week. Maybe more of a flex option for him if you really want to get wild, um, but that may be as good as it was going to get for him. And I am going to start the Buffalo defense. Like I said, I think they win this game. I'm also going to start kicker Dan Carpenter. Uh, I think he and Blair Walsh are going to be busy in this one. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, I don't know how much we'll see of that on Red Zone this week. <laughs> so let's keep cruising through these morning games. Cincinnati at Indianapolis. This game, I think a few weeks ago, had a better chance of being exciting. I still think it'll be a good game, but I'm I'm not as amped on it as maybe I was if this had been played week two. So... I think I think Indianapolis has a little more going for it right now. They are a little healthier. I'm going to take them by, let's say, a touchdown. I don't think it will be more than that. But we'll get to Indy in a minute. Andy Dalton, the Ginger Ninja, second quarterback option this week. Andy Dalton, come on, man, step it up. Uh, do start Giovanni Bernard. Jeremy Hill, Mohamed Sanu, I'm good with all that. I unfortunately can't say the same about much of the rest of this lineup. I think Andy Dalton's going to have to throw a little bit, which is hence starting some receivers and he only being a second quarterback option, but Giovanni Bernard is going to be uh, a little bit more of a factor in this game. Same with from tight ends, kicker, defense, all that. I just There's not enough there for you. Indy is going to win this game, and my fantasy predictions kind of reflect that. Start Andrew Luck, start Trent Richardson, start Ahmad Bradshaw, T.Y. Hilton, who we saw have quite the game a few weeks back. Uh, definitely, I'm I'm okay starting Reggie Wayne. I know some people are more down on him than I am. I'm still a believer. 
Dwayne Allen is the winner of the tight end battle for the moment. You can start him. And I'm going to say no to the defense. Cincinnati will still score some points here. Uh, and I'm going to say yes to kicker Adam Vinatieri. I think we could see a good bit of him this week. And I just I don't know, both teams are kind of up and down. Indies look better lately. So I'm going to give them the edge. Let's look at another game that has the potential to be kind of a weird game. Tennessee at Washington. We're going to see a battle of backup quarterbacks here. Jake Locker obviously didn't play with his thumb injury last week. He didn't really practice. We thought he might play, but as the week went on, that didn't happen. Charlie Whitehurst came in. I mean, we kind of know what we're getting on Charlie Whitehurst here. So we're seeing him most likely again this week, subject to change. But that's that's the way the, the writing in the stars looks right now. So we're going to go off that. I think Washington's going to win this. I think they need this game. I just I don't know if Tennessee has enough here. So Washington, I'm going to go by six. I think this is going to be a little closer. But, again, there are some things I'm excited about. We will get to those. First for Tennessee, Charlie Whitehurst, second quarterback option. Absolutely no way he's your only starter unless things have gone really horribly wrong for you, and I apologize if that's the case. I will start Bishop Sankey, though, and Kendall Wright, who I've been on the fence on previously this season, but I'm warming up to him. I will start tight end Delaney Walker, who had himself a nice game last week. They've kind of been playing musical chairs with tight end signing and releasing and all this over the last couple of weeks, but Delaney Walker has prevailed. He seems to be doing pretty well so far, so I'm going to ride that hot hand while I can. I'm staying away from the defense. Uh, while I think that Tennessee may be able to hang with Washington to some extent, Washington does have a lot of big playability. So I'm going to keep that in mind. Say no to the Tennessee defense this week. Um, and I'm also going to say no to the kicker. Not enough value. Let's talk about Washington. Kirk Cousins, we've seen some good and some bad from you this year. You are going to be a second quarterback option this week. I am definitely starting Alfred Morris. Roy Hill is going to be a flex option for me. Normally not a big fan, but the last two weeks I'm throwing him in the flex spot and I'm feeling okay about it. Uh, I will start Pierre Garçon and Deshaun Jackson. The return of Jordan Reed is what I'm most excited about. He did play last week. I want to see what he's doing second game back. Let's see how you really look. Jordan Reed's going to my starting lineup this week. I am going to start the defense, and I am not going to start their kicker. It's just, it's just not going to do it for me. So, like I said, we're going to have some better options. And I think, uh, spoiler alert, we're coming up on a game with that's going to have two good kicker options for you. The last of the morning games. This is a game I'm actually uh, pretty excited to watch, and that is Seattle at St. Louis. Not to brag about it, but I don't know if you guys heard, the Cowboys did beat Seattle at home last week. I'm pausing for the shock and awe. Uh, I'm assuming most of you don't live under a rock, and you already knew that, but I just, I'd like to remind you. <laughs> so, Seattle, obviously reeling. They're on the road. They're at St. Louis, who is a deceptively tough team to play. On paper, really not that intimidating. It's scary, but I like I like some things about St. Louis. Uh, normally I like their defense, but I'm probably not starting them this week. Uh, Seattle, I think we're going to go ahead and I'm going to give them the edge, mostly because they are a little bit better of a team. 
they are coming off a, a tough loss and they have something to prove. And I think there's something to be said for that. Um, but I think this will be a pretty close game. They are coming to St. Louis, so they're traveling a little bit. They're playing an early game. St. Louis is a little tougher than people think. I think this will be a good game to watch. That's why I'm excited about it. I'm going to be bummed out if it turns out to be a total stinker. <laughs> so I'm going to take Seattle, but I'm going to take them just by a field goal, and it's just they have the ball last, and that's what happens. That being said, fantasy-wise, start Russell Wilson. Um, I'm much more impressed with what I'm seeing out of Russell Wilson lately than Colin Kaepernick. Um, to me, in the past, Russell Wilson was kind of more a facilitator than a quarterback. I'm seeing a little bit more quarterback from him. So start him, start Marshawn Lynch. That's pretty much a no-brainer. Jermaine Curse, who I always want to say is Javon Curse, not the same guy, not even close. Jermaine Curse, I think, is a start this week. Start Doug Baldwin. Percy Harvin more as a flex option. Obviously, some people are upset about all those callback touchdowns, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but I am going to uh, stay away from the defense. I am starting their kicker. I am start. I'm sorry. I am starting their. I'm starting their defense. I'm starting their kicker. I'm staying away from the tight end. Someday I'm going to be able to read my notes correctly. That being said, Seattle, good team, good fantasy options. St. Louis, you got a couple of good options here. Uh, not as heavy hitting point-wise as Seattle's going to be. But I will be okay starting Austin Davis as my only quarterback this week. That's right. I said it. Uh, we saw last week from Seattle that that defense is not impenetrable. The run game, I don't expect Zach Stacey to do what DeMarco Murray did. I expect him to have a respectable day, and I'm okay with starting him. But uh, we saw the Seattle defense Obviously, statistically, we knew going into last week they aren't great against the pass. They were one of the worst in the league. They're in the bottom third. And last week didn't help much. So I think Austin Davis will be okay. Hopefully he's kind of green enough in this league to not be intimidated by Seattle's, but we'll see. Start Austin Davis, start Zach Stacy, start Brian Quick, and start tight end Jared Cook, as well as their kicker, Greg Beleg Zerline. I just like saying that, Greg Beleg. He's going to see some action. Like I said, this is a good game for kickers. Good game for me to watch. We'll see some of this on Red Zone. And uh, let's cruise right into our late afternoon games. Got some, I think, some better matchups here, sort of. This is a weird week of matchups. Like, we had we had last week. Last week was a little bit more evenly matched. Eh, kind of. But it's just... I don't know. Lately, I feel like these aren't aren't quite as good as the schedule maker hoped. But we'll see. We'll make something out of this. First up, Kansas City at San Diego. Mm, this, I think San Diego's got to win this game. San Diego uh, obviously didn't fare as well against Oakland as they thought. That should have been a blowout. I believe that's what we predicted. I was a little bit more generous in the points that Oakland would score than the Sherpa was. But neither of us felt like they had a fighting chance at that game. Uh, So this week, I think San Diego's got something to prove. They're at home. Kansas City, they have, uh, what's a nice way to put it? They've had some struggles. They have rebounded, but they are not the Kansas City of last year. Part of that was Jamal Charles was banged up. He's a little healthier now. So we will get to him in just a second. 
like I said, San Diego's got to win this. I think they need to win by at least a touchdown, possibly 10 points, but I just, I don't know. We'll see how this game goes. Alex Smith is more second quarterback option for me. I don't know if I love the matchup against the San Diego defense this week. I'm going to start Jamal Charles. I think he's a lot closer to healthy. I don't think it's fair to call anyone really 100% healthy anymore once we get to this point in the season, so it is what it is. <laughs> I am going to start wide receiver Dwayne Bow. I missed him last week while they were on the bye. Uh, and tight end Travis Kelsey, who's really been a very nice addition to our tight end rankings this year. But like I said, Kansas City's not winning this game. I'm going to stay away from the defense, uh, and I also am going to stay away from their kicker. Just, just not enough there, uh, and I don't, I don't know if they're gonna. I, I just, I guess I have more respect for the San Diego defense than some people do, but we'll see. Fantasy wise, for San Diego, start Philip Rivers. We'll see what he's looking like come the end of the year, but right now you ride that hot hand. <laughs> let it, let the, those points rack up for you. Running back Brandon Oliver, I think, is an interesting start this week. I like Malcolm Floyd and Keenan Allen. I'm going to start tight end Antonio Gates. I'm going to start the defense. And I'm going to say no to the kicker. This is going to be more of a a touchdown game than a field goal game. But I think San Diego needs to kind of come out and, and really put their foot down here. Show us that they can be that team that we saw before. Moving right along, Arizona at Oakland. We saw the return of Carson Palmer last week. I was pleasantly surprised by the amount of production we saw out of him. Uh, All we've really heard is that his arm's dead and the nerves are all messed up, and I was kind of concerned that maybe the day, you know, the the twilight was coming for him, that things weren't going to be that great. His career could be on the downswing here in a, a much faster way than we thought. But Carson Palmer came out. He looks all right. I'm curious to see how he looks now ever after having played for a week. Let's see how he recovers. But Oakland shouldn't be the world's toughest test for him. We saw them come out and really stand up against San Diego. I would love to see them come out and do that again this week, but I'm concerned that maybe there's just not enough in the tank for that. So I, I think I'm going to take Arizona. I think I'm going to take them by a touchdown. I just, I don't know. I know playing in Oakland is an advantage for Oakland, but at the same time, it's hard for your home crowd to be that scary and that intimidating when you just don't win enough games. When it was back in the day and it was the black hole and they won, it's it's a lot tougher to play there than it is now. It's just, it's not the same. Although, granted, I don't, I don't actually play for any of these teams, so it's hard for me to say for sure. My opinion. But fantasy-wise, for the Cardinals, I'm going to start Carson Palmer. I Like I said, I was impressed with last week. Uh, I'd like to see what happens again this week. Plus, the Oakland defense is not the world's scariest matchup for a fantasy quarterback. So go ahead and pencil Carson Palmer into your lineup, as well as Andre Ellington and Larry Fitzgerald and Michael Floyd. The wide receivers become more valuable with Carson Palmer back in the lineup, especially your ones and twos, because that's who he's built the rapport with. So when your backup quarterback's in, your your number three and four wide receivers are getting a few more looks because that's who he's practicing with. Food for thought. So Fitzgerald and Michael Floyd I like this week as well as the defense because I just don't think that Oakland's going to be able to stand up quite as tall as they did last week. Although, prove me wrong, guys. I would like to see that. And for the Raiders, Derek Carr, more second quarterback option. 
But in all fairness, I am impressed with what I've seen of him this year, being a rookie, starting for an organization that really is in kind of a tailspin, uh, props Derek Carr. So second quarterback option for him. I will start James Jones and Andre Holmes. I just I don't think you can really get enough value out of anything else on that team. No other wide receivers. Uh, I just the running backs aren't there for me, and obviously the kicker and defense just just not going to happen. Sorry guys, Oakland play better. I will start more of your people. Let's move on to the game that obviously Sherpa and I, had he not taken his bye this week, would be arguing a little bit about, although maybe not as much as he would like. Uh, The Giants visiting Dallas, they are an afternoon game. I thought maybe this could have gotten flexed the evening, but, you know, I'm not the schedule maker. Uh, Last week, let's recap, the Giants got trashed. The Cowboys upset the defending champions. Now, now, before you think I'm going to say for sure the Cowboys are winning this, book it, let's make our wagers, it's going to be a blowout. That is not what I think at all. This is actually a conversation I was having earlier with somebody. Granted, the Giants got embarrassed. Uh, they also lost Victor Cruz. Two bad things. The Cowboys had a good week last week. The problem is, coming back from Seattle, You're kind of getting the letdown after a big win. You're coming back down. Tony Romo got banged up pretty good last week. His his back and his ankle are both sore. He's a little ginger. Uh, Doug Free, the right tackle, got hurt. Protection maybe not as solid. So the Cowboys are not impenetrable here. I think that the Giants have something to prove. I think that Odell Beckham and Ruben Randall are going to have to step up this week. If they do that, this is going to be an interesting game. The NFC East always plays each other extremely tough. This is where if you survive the division to get to the playoffs, you aren't always healthy enough to go far. We've talked about this on the show before. Uh, It's something I really have have never uh, disagreed with. So I think this is going to be much closer than some people think. I think the Cowboys win this by a field goal, and I think a lot of that, like I talked about, there's a lot of factors going in here on both sides of the ball. And the fact that there's something about the Giants coming to Dallas that always gives the Cowboys fits. Uh, The Giants were undefeated at one point in New Cowboys Stadium. So I'm I'm a lot more concerned about this game than maybe people would think. I will now stop talking about it and actually tell you who to start and sit out of this game. For the Giants, Eli Manning's more second quarterback option. I'm concerned about his offensive line and the fact that he sometimes gets the yips. Um, if I had to have somebody kind of on the borderline of someone I might think about starting uh, on their own as a quarterback that I'm dubbing a second quarterback option, he might be one of them. He generally plays well in the stadium, but he's without Victor Cruz, and this team is, is a little banged up. So I'm okay with starting Andre Williams, Odell Beckham, and Ruben Randall. I'm staying away from the tight ends. I'm staying away from the defense. This will be a higher-scoring game. I'm also staying away from the kicker. I just, I'm just, i not feeling it this week. Pretty much as simple as that. I think you have better options. Uh, and like I said, I, these games between these two are usually track meets. So you're going to get some fantasy points out of both sides of this. For the Cowboys, I have Tony Romo more as a second quarterback option. Obviously, the Cowboys have committed to running the ball, which we'll see how long that lasts. 
But for now, they're going heavy on DeMarco Murray, which I'm okay with. And the fact is, is that the offensive line took a little bit of the beating. Tony Roma absolutely took a couple of hard hits, and his back is tweaked, his ankle is tweaked. I don't know if we're going to see huge numbers out of him, so I would respectfully say start him as a second quarterback option. But again, if you had to be on the fence about somebody, maybe I'd push him up if I had to, if I'm in a deeper league or... You know, I have Nick Foles in a bye week or something. Whatever it is, I I could be persuaded I'm more comfortable as a second quarterback option for both. But absolutely start to Marco Murray. Uh, His value is really never going to be higher uh, as it is these past few weeks because the Cowboys will eventually, they they will go back to doing what they do, and that is throwing the ball. But for now, ride this while you can. Um, I would say Joseph Randall could be an interesting flex option. Again, this may not be for someone in a standard scoring, you know, 10-team league, but Joseph Randall could – we're so committed to the wrong game. They're now worrying about DeMarco Murray's carries, whatever. The Giants are going to be out to get him. I think we'll see a little bit of Joseph Randall. It might be an interesting option. Start Des Bryant, absolutely start Terrence Williams. Uh, I would say start Jason Witten. He's going to be kind of a security blanket for Tony Romo. I don't know if everyone in the world would agree with me stats-wise, but I'm going to say that Witten's probably an okay start this week. Maybe a flex option for you if you're really worried about it. Don't start the defense here. Uh, There's not not going to be enough there for you. Uh, Like I said, it's going to be a little track meet-esque. And I'm going to stay away from kicker Dan Bailey. Again, better kicking options than other games. Pretty much as simple as that. So uh, that's a game I'm sure we will revisit next week when the Sherpa is back in studio with us. And that brings us to the end of the Sunday daytime games. (laughs) Let's look at Sunday night. This game far exceeding the Monday night game in terms of watchability. San Francisco at Denver. Feel like we've seen this one once or twice before. Yeah, me too. But uh, I think that Denver's going to come out on top here, even without Monte Ball, who's still out for another week or two. Uh, I just – San Francisco looks very disjointed right now, particularly Colin Kaepernick. Peyton Manning is going to set the touchdown record this week. That's going to be cool. I just – a lot more offense here to overpower a sort of weakened San Francisco defense and a not-so-functional-looking offense. I'm taking Denver by 10. I do think this is going to be a hard-hitting game. I think it's going to be a hard-fought game. One I'm going to – I mean, obviously I'm going to watch it. It's going to be the only game on. But I, I would be watching this one anyway. I think most of you would as well. Fantasy-wise for San Francisco, Colin Kaepernick's only second quarterback start for me. This guy has turned into a facilitator, not a quarterback. I just – I find it very hard to get excited about him right now. I will, however, be starting Frank Gore and Anquan Bolden, as well as Michael Crabtree and Vernon Davis. And I think – I think that's it. That's it. <laughs> I don't even want to start the I, – I don't even want to start the defense. You're playing Peyton Manning. It's just not going to be worth it. Like I said, this is more watchable than the Monday night game, but I still think that it's going to feel like a Denver win pretty much the whole way. Fantasy-wise, for the Broncos, start Peyton Manning. I don't even know why we need to say that anymore. Start Peyton Manning. Now, like I mentioned, we don't have Monte Ball in this game. Ronnie Hillman, on the other hand, I think is more of a flex option for me. 
I think that it's a tough defense to run against, and Ronnie Hillman isn't necessarily the guy I'd want to go go against the 49ers defense if I had to pick somebody. So he's more of a flex option for me this week. Obviously, we've talked about several of their running backs that are going to be better for you. But as far as receivers go, I think you'll be okay there. Start to Marius Thomas, start Emmanuel Sanders, start tight end Julius Thomas, start the defense, start the kicker, Brandon McManus, not Matt Prater. Uh, I I think you're going to have some good points to go around here. And Peyton Manning's going to break a record, which is always nice. He always gets hyped up. More fantasy points for you. Everybody wins except, you know, San Francisco. And that brings us to Monday night. Houston at Pittsburgh. This matchup, in another time and another place, would be more exciting. But right now, the way these two teams are playing, eh, it may be evenly matched. Uh, I think that's possible. I don't know if it's going to be the cleanest, most fun game in the world to watch. Obviously, we'll probably all watch it. It's a Monday night game, but this isn't the matchup I would have picked. Pittsburgh is reeling. Houston still can't really get it together. And so we'll see what happens here. I'm going to take... I, I This is a coin flip of a game for me. But I'm going to go with Pittsburgh more so because they need this. I'd like to see them actually come out and look hungry, and that needs to – this really is a game they need to make a statement on. I don't know if it will necessarily happen. I'm going to take them more because I think that they need to. Houston, on the other hand, fantasy-wise, some good things, some not so good. Ryan Fitzpatrick, more second quarterback option. I like him a lot. We just haven't seen – Quite enough of him yet. Eh. Arian Foster, I think you can go ahead and start, as well as Andre Johnson and DeAndre Hopkins, who we talked about last week, uh, kind of has has become the de facto number one. I mean, obviously, Andre Johnson is always going to be billed as the number one receiver there, but DeAndre Hopkins has looked very good this year. So, food for thought. I am staying away from the rest of the receivers, tight end, kicker, defense. It's just not there. The Monday night matchups, it's just, I don't think it's going to be a very clean game. It's going to be a little messy. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, what are we going to do with you? Ben Roethlisberger, strictly second quarterback option here. It's just... I would like to see him get it together. We've seen how good he can be, and that is not what we're seeing right now. I think that's also partly a product of the offensive line uh, and some some moves in the coaching staff and uh, in different parts. You know, the defense isn't there to cover up as many of your mistakes as it was in years past. But right now, Ben Roethlisberger cannot safely be your only quarterback in a fantasy football league. Le'Veon Bell, on the other hand, you totally can start at running back. LeGarrette Blunt could be an interesting flex option. Like I just, I, I know you. You've always got the potential for a big play out of him. Never really sure if you're going to get it. So I always tread lightly. Go flex option with him. Absolutely start Antonio Brown and Marcus Wheaton. I must start the defense. I'm not starting tight end Heath Miller in this game though. I just don't know if there's going to be enough there. I think it's more of a wide receiver friendly uh, offense this week than it is for Heath Bell. And I am not going to be starting their kicker either. Again, better matchups elsewhere. (sighs) 
there's there are a lot of teams that really are not playing up to their potential, and Pittsburgh is certainly one of them. So that brings us to the end of the Week 7 matchups. Like I said, just a reminder for you, the Eagles and the Buccaneers are on buys this week, and so don't start any of their players on your team. But Sherpa will be back with us next week. Don't fret. Like I said, he's just got a couple of family matters he had to attend to this week. Uh, It has nothing to do with not wanting to talk about the Giants. He's assured me. (laughs) Um, He'll be back next week when the sting is not as great, and we will, I'm sure, argue about what has transpired in this week's game. Um, We all know the Cowboys are going to win, so let's let's not tell. We'll let it be a surprise. Anyway, um, if you have any questions throughout the week, there are a number of ways to find us. You can find us all over social media. Of course, you can find us on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show. That's the number 4THN Inches Show. Our email handle is the same, the number 4THN Inches Show at gmail.com. You can find us all week long at the fantasyfootballsherpa.com. There's always great stuff going up there, as well as the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. If you've missed any episodes, you just missed the sound of our voices, you want to catch up, whatever, relive our predictions so you can trash talk us about them or tell us how great we are, any of those things are possible. You can find all of them archived on the Blog Talk Radio page or, of course, on iTunes. You can always download us there. We love that. And you can find us all week long on our personal Twitter accounts. I'm JKIM16. The Sherpa is fantasy underscore Sherpa. Feel free to ask us your lineup questions. We're always here for that. And we will be back at our regular time next week, 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Wednesday night. Like I said, we'll both be attending. And so we will see you then. Good luck this week in all of your fantasy matchups. Unless, of course, you're playing me, then sorry I'm not sending any luck your way. But uh, you can always get next week. So like I said, thank you so much for listening. And we will talk to you guys next week.